The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Very happy to have you here. Coming up on this week's episode, we'll get a review of Carnival Victory from Mark. He just did a four-night Western Caribbean sailing out of Port Miami, so Mark will be uh, with us here in a little bit. Also, Stuart Sheeran is standing by on the phone line with Cruise News in just a couple of seconds. But first, don't forget to line up and hook up with us on our Cruise Radio Insider Facebook page. Just search Cruise Radio Insider on Facebook. All right, Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, is back. What's up, Stuart? Hey, Doug. How's it going? Good, man. Carnival is making their way back to Mobile, Alabama. Looks like things are finally starting to shake over there, huh? Carnival is going to be uh, resuming uh, service from there uh, in November of 2016. Mm -hmm. Uh, Actually, November 9th will be the first sailing, and they'll be sailing on four- and five-night cruises from Mobile to the Western Caribbean. And it's it's really good. I mean, it was a priority for the new uh, mayor, uh, uh, you know, when he came into service to, you know, get a cruise line. You know, Carnival at the time really wasn't interested, which is why they left. The fares were just, you know, incredibly low. Um, they were, you know, the ships were not filling up until very close to sailing. The economy crashed. I mean, there was a myriad of reasons. So in 2011, Carnival left Mobile uh, and moved the Carnival Lation to New Orleans, uh, which has done exceptionally well there. And you know, Carnival is now faced with. Uh, I mean, they've they've essentially they'll be have delivered four ships uh, between then and now, uh, and when Vista comes in, and they've got eight uh, fantasy class ships, and they have to figure out what they're going to be doing in the future with these ships. Mm-hmm. So, re-looking at the map, uh, they were uh, and you know who was available to you know to maybe take a, take a ship. Mobile's been very aggressive. About getting the you know, getting a cruise ship uh, to come back, uh, promising they'll do a much better job in being proactive in marketing uh, and promoting uh, the ship to get it filled and to have it as a part of their uh, tourism program. And they were able to persuade Carnival to give them a try. So Carnival announced this week that uh, Carnival Fantasy, which is their oldest ship that debuted back in 1990, um, is going to give them. Uh, a uh, 13-month run with two one-year options beginning uh, late next year, and uh, we'll see what happens with it. And I, I think it's also important to say that it is going to be Carnival Fantasy, so it is Carnival's oldest ship. But I find it interesting that Carnival is doing a, a partial Funship 2.0 upgrade on a Fantasy class ship. Yeah, that 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 was interesting. They're they're going to put uh, a good amount of money into you know refitting, uh, retrofitting uh, their oldest ship, uh, where in in times past. A ship that old would have been, you know, you know, uh, changed, you know, uh, deployed to a European fleet, sold, or even possibly scrapped. So it really shows a lot of commitment that uh, Carnival Cruise Line is not ready to let the fantasy class ships go. That there's still purpose. There are 
additional ports that uh, it could make uh, sense with. Yeah, it'll be cool to see because Carnival Fantasy will be getting Guy's Burger Joint, the Blue Iguana Cantina, the Red Frog Rum Bar, and the uh, Blue Iguana Tequila Bar. So looking forward to that. Uh, let's switch gears here and talk about Norwegian Escape. Last time we talked, she was doing her conveyance. What is she doing now? The latest is uh, she's getting uh, you know additional uh, equipment put on board, uh, lifeboats uh, including. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, once the lifeboats are completed uh, you know, with the installation, then uh, the ship will then start to do its sea trials. Uh, then it moves over to Bremerhaven, where essentially mo- everything else will be installed, and then uh, you know it'll head back out to uh, you know for sea trials again, just you know making any adjustments. You know, they can't install everything in the in the shipyard because they can't weigh the ship down too much because as it goes up the river, uh, there may be clearance of only inches on the side, but also inches below the bow of the ship, so uh, they've got to keep it uh, a little bit lighter. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh, and, of course, it'll be in Miami on November 9th doing a two-night inaugural. I'm looking forward to getting on it uh, in November. Uh, looks like Jamaica is wanting to build a fourth cruise pier. They already have Falmouth, Ocho Rios, and Montego Bay. Now they want to put a pier uh, on the southwest side of the island. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? It's another port. I mean, the cruise lines are always looking for new destinations, not necessarily maybe the same, you know, different destinations within the same country. It really depends on, on what they can offer as far as, you know, how big a ship, uh, what kind of tours they can offer, how, how it differs from the other ports. So uh, it's, it's really very premature to be able to, you know, figure out what the telltale is on the new port. But uh, it's nice to see, you know, Jamaica wanting to capitalize on, it, on its success in Falmouth. But, uh, you know, from the last time I was in Ocho Rios, they still have a long way to go to get that uh, that, that port back in uh, back in shape. Yeah, I didn't know this. They had uh, over 1.4 million cruise passengers in 2014. It's, it's tremendous. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you, Doug, they uh, Falmouth, uh, which has only two berths, is finally in the in the you know realizing that they need more, and it's surprising because no one realized how how successful and how desired Falmouth would become. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they're actually looking at uh, how they can increase the berths. Uh, maybe adding one or two additional berths would be uh, would be terrific. So even more ships could go to Falmouth because it, it really is a gem of a port. Did I read where uh, Carnival Corp is using Falmouth for their ships now too? Can you believe that? Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> it, it, it's it's great. And yeah. I, like I said, I, no one really would have seen this coming, but mm. it's uh, it's been an overwhelming success. The passenger ratings are, are very high, and it really provides a good experience because of uh, the different attractions that uh, are offered there. Got a listener question here for you, Stuart. It says, is Istanbul still an issue for cruise ships? We are about to sail celebrity cruises in the Med. Well, I would tell you the first thing to do is check the website you know, for celebrity, and they'll, they'll have uh, updates. Um, there are uh, essentially uh, United States uh, um, you know, State Department uh, warnings about traveling to Istanbul, and uh, so essentially a lot of cruise lines have actually um, are no longer going to Istanbul for, uh, for right now. But uh, Celebrity Equinox is continuing to do its turnarounds in Istanbul, but uh, it is not doing uh, the overnights that may have been planned. So it's important for people to you know, look at Celebrity's website, be in contact with them, and make any uh, necessary air adjustments uh, so you don't you know, unnecessarily miss your ship. We've been talking with Stuart Sheeran, the Cruise Guy. Find him online at cruiseguy.com or follow him on Twitter at Cruise Guy. Thank you, man. My pleasure.
For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. Every day, thousands of cruisers set sail to the Caribbean and are increasingly choosing their shore excursions through cruisingexcursions.com. Why cruising excursions? With prices up to 60% lower than cruise lines, around-the-clock customer service, and guarantees that give you a peace of mind, why not? So whether you're looking to zip line in Jamaica, snorkel in Nassau, or see Mayan ruins in Mexico, market-leading specialist cruisingexcursions.com has you covered. Book your family's next shore excursion at cruisingexcursions.com. We always like to get your cruise reviews here on the show. If you have one you'd like to share, shoot me an email. We'd love to have you on, Doug, at cruiseradio.net. Mark just returned from a four-night sailing aboard Carnival Victory from Miami, and he joins us on the show this evening. What's up, Mark? I'm doing real well. Done yourself? Good, man. Uh, you live where people vacation. That must be a nice life, huh? It is. It's like the, uh, I'm in the backyard of paradise where everybody wants to come. You know, everybody calls and envies you, but uh, uh, it's it's still your daily uh, nine to five down here. Yeah, you uh, but fairly close to the cruise port too, which you just did on Carnival Victory out of Miami. Uh, so before we get to the uh, Carnival Victory itself, let's uh, take a step back and talk about your pre-cruise. What made you want to sail this four night sailing aboard Carnival Victory? You know, it was just a whim. We were talking to some friends, and they said, "Do you want me to do a cruise?" And I said, Let, "Let's do one." And we all had the, the right timing to uh, be off work, and it was uh, that week was I forget Monday was a holiday before, so added that day in, and uh, I subtracted it from a Thursday, and then came back on Monday. So I really didn't miss any work. Nice. So we just made it a long weekend. Very nice. And uh, you get to Port Miami to get on board Carnival Victory. How was embarkation for you out of Port Miami this time? It's so easy. Now that they've got that tunnel, it's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. So it, it just makes it a lot easier. From in when, and out. Yeah, it, yeah, definitely. It's that tunnel's been open for what about a year now? I think so. Yes. Maybe yeah. Maybe a year and a half or so. Very nice. So uh, let's talk about once you drop your bags off, or if you carry on, how long would you say it took you from the curb through the check-in process till you were actually on the ship? Well, timing's everything. If you get up there and. I'm at a priority level, so it was quite easy. We did carry-on, and the time I parked the car, checked in, and I was on the ship within, I bet you, a half an hour. Nice, nice. Very fast. And was this your first time on Carnival Victory? I believe this is my second time. I came home, and they they give you the pins on there on your past cruises, and I looked, and I've got an older pin. So this is my second victory. Very nice. And what were your impressions this time around whenever you boarded the ship? The ship is nice. It's an easy layout, easy to get around. The staff could not be nicer. Uh, it's one of their older ships, so I'm sure it's going to go into uh, port one of these days and get a facelift like the uh, Destiny did mm-hmm. and into the Sunshine. I was on the Destiny, and now I can't wait. To, I've not been on the Sunshine yet, so I can't wait to see what the what the changes are. 
Oh, you'll you'll love it, man. I'm, I've I've been on. I did the transatlantic on Carnival Sunshine, and there was just so many things to do. It's funny walking, you know, because I remember as a teenager walking around Carnival Destiny, thinking, "Wow, this is a cool ship." And then I was walking on Carnival uh, Sunshine, and I was like, "Wow, this is even a cooler ship." So uh, yeah, you'll have to get get, you on, <laughs> get on Sunshine real soon, man. So there was a, a lot of changes, huh? Yeah, yeah, totally. So, so you make your way through the ship, you get on, go through the atrium and all that, and you go to your stateroom. So I'm going to ask you. What kind of stateroom did you have, and what were your impressions of it? The stateroom was uh, one of their larger ones, and I was completely amazed. The the layout of it, quite nice, extra storage, a larger bathroom with the uh, tub. First time I've ever done that. It's got like the little dressing room there, and it's got the marble and the brass and the mirrors, and nice, uh, nice balcony. I was real pleased with it. Would that just be called a like a balcony suite? What, what kind of category would that be called? Well, I don't think, I think they call all the rooms, I don't know if they're just cabins or suites, but yeah. this one here was uh, a step above okay. your, nor- your normal suite. Nice. Uh, we were talking before the interview, and you mentioned you didn't do any formal dining on this sailing, but let's talk about dining and uh, what you did do while you were on board this ship. Yeah, normally we always do uh, all the black ties and the formal dining, and uh, my friends that I traveled with this time, we just did a very casual, laid-back cruise. Didn't bring any fancy clothes. It was just uh, uh, swimsuits and, and cutoffs and whatnot. The food, I don't care where you get the food. The food's always amazing to me. Do you have like a hot spot in the buffet area? Like do you hit like the deli or do you go somewhere else, the salad bar? Like what's your go-to just, place? T- just depends on what time of day it is. Uh, breakfast, I like uh, room service. Mm-hmm. You know, Then you go get a, a little pre-something before lunch if you want to or a Bloody Mary, uh, which is my preference, Right. and uh, wait for lunch and uh, just go through the buffet line because they've got so much different variety of food there. You can pick and choose. Nice. Uh, and you mentioned you did oh. room service a couple of times. Does Carnival charge for items on the menu yet? I know certain items they were charging for. No, not on this one. Not to me, they didn't. No, okay. Must um, be on different ships. It's not like going to their steakhouse where you have to pay an extra for that uh, meal. Everything came just like it would if you were walking out through the buffet line. You pick it up on the on the phone, and you've got a selected menu for room service only, and they bring it to you and a pretty fashionably order. Nice. Yeah, I know um, a few months ago, Carnival, as it might have just been a, t- a pilot program where they were charging for, like, hot wings and things like that, like $3 or $4 oh. for, like, I guess you would call it, like, a premium room service menu, but then they might have. That would have been nice. If I'd known that, I would have done it. <laughs> I like me some wings. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, who doesn't, <laughs> right? Um, and on this sailing, did you do the Cheers beverage package? I did. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts so, of it? That, that makes it quite nice, too. You just go up, show your card. And uh, as long as you, I think there's a $10 limit, mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but uh, it, it makes it easy. Now, I, I want to ask you this. I don't think this. I've ever hit the limit, but maybe once or twice. I was going to ask you, that's my next question. Have you ever hit the 15 drink limit? Not on this cruise, but my previous cruise I did, yes. A wow. Times. <laughs> okay. Very nice. Well, let's move on to yeah. entertainment. You, are, you were mentioning before the interview, you didn't do a lot of entertainment. Now, when you say you didn't do a lot of entertainment, does that mean you didn't do anything? You just like bummed and chilled the whole cruise? Bummed and chilled and, you know, walked through the casino a few times, uh, laid out, did the Serenity Deck, swimming pool, walked to the showrooms a couple of times. They were having a, some activities going down where they showed the kids how to fold the towels and kind of peeked in on that and but didn't stay for very long. But I didn't do any of the night uh, time comedy shows or um, the stage shows this time. Okay. You, you seem like a piano bar guy, are you? In the past, I've done the piano bars. They're, they're great. Some of those guys that are the form on there are 
amazing, hilarious, and uh-huh. talented. Yeah, yeah, love you, Piano Bar. Let's talk about Carnival Victory while it's at sea, because one thing that really defines a cruise ship is how it behaves while at sea as far as passenger flows and if there's enough deck chairs for the guests and all that. So how were the sea days like on Carnival Victory, and, and how was the flow for you? You know, there, it was amazing that going through there, you could pick and choose your areas. It wasn't bombarded with a lot of the people. There was a lot of space. I don't care if you were on the Serenity deck or on the side uh, of the ship or even out and about around the pools. There was always a spot to be found. Nice. And how about the inside of the so, ship during sea days? You know, it's, it's like they rolled out the red carpet for me this time. If you were inside, you couldn't not even tell you were out on the seas. It was so nice out there. Nice. Very nice. And uh, what, what ports did you hit on this sailing? We did uh, Key West, which is my back door there, per se, you know, down there in the Keys. And then we did Cosmel. And then our, what was it, Sunday was our sea day back to Port on Miami. Nice. Now, I have to ask you this because you do live down in the Florida Keys. So when, when someone who lives in the Florida Keys docks at Key West for the day, what do they do? <laughs> well, I was actually a tourist this time. I've been down in Keys. Uh, from Key Largo to Key uh, West, it's about, what, 200 miles, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little less than that. Anyway, uh, I was an actual tourist who did the comp train and rode around, and the guy told us all about town. And some of it I knew, and a lot of it I didn't know. He was telling you things, and you're like, yeah, I know I live here. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, I, I didn't pull that. No, I, I let him do his job, and uh, yeah. it was quite interesting. You know, he tells about Mel Fisher, which I've kind of heard, and he got the stuff at most point and stuff like that. But uh, it was a hop-on, hop-off. You could get on and off all day long as long as you all you wanted. And uh, my friends of mine, we just stayed on there until the second to the last stop we got off, and then we walked uh, Duval Street on our way back to the ship, which was, I think we were like six blocks away. It was nothing. Where does uh, did Carnival Victory dock at Navy Pier or the uh, the other one? R- right there, yes, yeah. right there at Mallory Square, where the big red building oh, is. Cool, cool. Yeah, sometimes it docks over there where the Navy base is, and you have to take a tram to get to another tram. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. Well, very nice. So okay. uh, no, I've never done that. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to. So uh, count your blessings. <laughs> you didn't. Uh, let's talk about Cozumel. What'd you do there? Just walked around town and, uh, of course, all those gift shops and tried to do some of the, the local business restaurants and had their margaritas. Stayed there for, oh, probably a good two or three hours on land and before we made our way back to the ship, but didn't do any touristy things at all, actually. Very nice. Well, uh, give me your final thoughts of Carnival Liberty. Like, Do you have any been there, done that, or first-time tips for people who are listening to the show who may be considering sailing Carnival Victory? Absolutely. You know, don't listen to everybody else when they say, you know, everybody gets sick and come back. Definitely try it on. It's like going to the movie. Don't take anybody else's opinion on the movie because they're going to say it's bad and you're going to love it. I love Carnival. I've not cruised any other cruise lines other than Carnival. And uh, I've repeated some of the ships twice. And I would repeat the uh, the victory again, too. Nice. Well, we've been talking with Mark down there in the Florida Keys. He's returned from a four-night sailing aboard Carnival Victory. He did a four-night Western Caribbean sailing from Miami. Mark, uh, God bless you, man. Thanks for being on the show, and we'll talk to you soon. Doug, thanks so much. Thanks for the call, and uh, until we see each other again one day. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network. Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at cruiseradio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.